All right, guys, it's Friday, June 14th, and uh, this is episode 29 of Random Encounters in the Library. It's going to be a freeform Friday. All right, so tonight we're going to talk horror, movies, books, general stuff, Um, ways of putting that in to your regular games um, or whatever. (laughs) We'll see. So, first off, when I was a kid... Back in the uh, late uh, 70s, 80s, um, I um, lived outside of a uh, suburb of Columbus, Ohio, and the... um, suburb was a small farming community, so we didn't really have any big, um, there was no bookstores, there's a library, thank goodness, um, but, um, there was no movie theater, and, um, like, stores, it was just, like, a grocery store and whatever, so they slowly started getting, um, when, uh, VCR rental, or VHS rental, whatever, came into being and started being a thing that people could, uh, afford, (laughs) kind of, it was a little expensive in the beginning, um, well, that's jumping ahead, so there was a, uh, late night movie, program on TV back when there were only three channels or four if you count PBS this is before Fox so Friday night was a double chiller theater and um, so they'd play two um, horror movies and um, it being around 80 you know, to early 80s, usually they're the 60s uh, variety, some 50s, so some Hammer Horror, uh, there are some Godzilla movies in there, um, The Legend of Boggy Creek freaked me out, it was just crazy, because it was like a documentary, and I'm staying up late anyways. And these the students discover this little cave that has like a burial thing in it. And, you know, it just goes downhill from there. And, um, of course, Helter Skelter. They played that. You know, it was freaky. So, um... So, yeah, I started off, I kind of liked watching that stuff, but it would freak me out and give me nightmares. And I swore I'd never watch any, (laughs) they started to get the new, uh, like, the 
more intense um, movies then it was like, yeah, I'm never watching that. And um, same with thing with music. <laughs> That's my experience with music. For the most part, elementary school to um, middle school, it was like um, stuff on the radio and stuff that my parents listened to which wasn't too bad, <laughs> thank goodness. They were kind of hippies, and they kind of grew up out in the country because it was uh, my mom's, my grandparents' farm, my mom's, on my mom's side, and then my dad came from an Amish community that switched to a Mennonite when he was a kid, and they lived on a farm. It was just uh, wild, or not wild, as the case may be. <clears throat> so, I had this, you know, thing with horror movies. I had a, a distant cousin that uh, I knew had seen these older horror movies, and I remember pestering her on a road trip. Uh <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you see, you saw the mummy, uh, Boris Karloff. Yeah. So what happened? <laughs> so it's like basically, I wanted the uh, oral version of, uh, like the movie. Yeah. You know, just, just tell me what happened, because <laughs> I know I'm never going to be able to see this movie that I've heard cool things about. So that was funny. So. We get into the uh, VHS age, and and like a lot of people, uh, my parents got a VCR, and um, we had friends that had a VCR, and they knew how to connect two VCRs so they could record, you know, there was copy protection, but sometimes it didn't, it wasn't on there or it just didn't really work or you just lived with it, you know. <laughs> so, um, and so what happened was we would trade movies that we'd recorded and then we'd record that. And that is where I learned well, not learned, I saw um, my first Lucio Fulci movie. And I didn't know it at the time. And it was still pretty intense because there's a lot of gore and the effects and stuff. So, um, yep, say you're living dead. It's also known as the Gates of Hell, back when a foreign movie would come over here and it would get slapped with a different name for some odd reason. Uh, Dead Alive was like that, uh, but that's because originally in, what, New Zealand, Dead Alive was called Brain Dead, 
And when it got to the U.S., there was another movie called Brain Dead. So they're like, eh, we'll call it Dead Alive. Yeah. So yeah, still a little squeamish. But I was watching that stuff. Um, the most intense... Uh, like I, I mentioned before, I saw the... I think it was on uh, Frothsoft's um, podcast. The uh, TV commercial for Return of the Living Dead. Which that was like enough for me. I'm like, I'm never watching that. It's so freaky. (laughs) But, uh, and then I stayed up late enough one time for a, a TV commercial that was very basic. It just had like the, uh movie poster art for I think funeral home and it said it was rated X or NC-17 or whatever and I was like what the hell (laughs) but um yep so yeah um by the time I got into high school I was getting (laughs) more into like oh my god there's this movie that I watched and this movie and um so it just went downhill from there. So I guess we'll stop talking about movies here and then move on to something else here in a second. All right. So we'll move on um not sure exactly where this next part's going to go, but we'll start with uh, Stephen King and his book *Dance Macabre*. Uh, apparently, it came out in '81. Uh, I got a paperback copy from the uh, local um, grocery store. I think it might have been before I started working there. It was like mid mid '80s then. I don't know. There's a paperback copy. I still have it. I've read it several times. It's basically the history. Uh, at the time, it was like 50, the previous 50 years of horror, cinema, literature, um, all kinds of stuff. Um, and then he goes back for special things like... Um, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, well, that whole thing, because um, there was a Dr. Polidori, I think. Uh, there, I know there was a doctor that night when Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein and uh, her husband or fiancé or something, and he wrote uh, something called Varney the Vampire, I think. That gets a mention. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde by Robert Louis Stevenson, that gets a mention. Um, of course, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, all that stuff. This is where I first heard about H.P. Lovecraft. Just all kinds of things. And I started branching out, trying to find these different books and stuff. And But there's a um, quote from uh, King that goes uh, I will try to terrorize the reader but if I find I cannot terrify I will try to horrify and if I cannot horrify 
I'll go for the gross out. I'm not proud. <laughs> so what you want to do for your, um, if you're trying to put something in your horror game, that's kind of those levels. And at some point, you should be able to get a reaction. Um, either if you know your players, and then you can put stuff in there. Um, I had a game um, where um, I had um, a questionnaire at the beginning. And so everybody had stuff that... Um, that they um, they'd written down things that they were trying to work for. Uh, it was in a Dungeons and Dragons game, and um, stuff that um, that they didn't like about their some childhood or something. It's been a while since I read this, but I had a friend <laughs> who I knew he didn't like spiders, and uh, he was playing a tiefling. And his family were vampires, and he didn't want to go that route. He was trying to go out on his own. So I had a letter from his family, <laughs> and I put, I deliberately put little plastic spiders in there and made it so when he opened it, they kind of popped out at him. So there was that. But yeah, you try to uh, terrify, horrify, or you just go for the gross out. Um, there's a lot of literature, horror literature that you can borrow things from. There's also a lot of movies and stuff um, that you can borrow from. I had a... Uh, Crypt World game that I ran that um, oh and familiarity really really plays a good part in in uh, describing things especially places that you know so because I had um, a game Crypt World and I used uh, bits it was uh, cinematic so there's like scenes that I'd be okay they're going to the cemetery that they're a long lost relative that they're there for the reading of the his will he's getting put into the crypt and then there's a gout of flame that goes up when the crypt is locked and there's this unknown, this language that you just can't understand. It sounds garbled or whatever. And the flames go up and they stop. And then it seems like it gets sucked back down into the earth. So that was a bit from City of the Living Dead. Um, the house that their relative, you know, lived in was basically my childhood home. And just described it as, you know, just kind of dusty and with the curtains are drawn and there's this light that's um, cutting through the room and you can see the bits of dust just floating through and all that stuff. So that was really handy to use a, a place that I knew that well. Um, 
But, yep. So that's that. That's a little more about me. <laughs> and uh, so I'm sure we'll get more into um, stuff as we go along. This is um, in the U.S. This is Father's Day weekend. Um, and uh, my family, we kind of stretch things out. So not just Sunday when it's officially Father's Day, we're going to celebrate tomorrow. We're also going to visit my father-in-law and um, hang out with him. Sunday is his day to hang out with his uh, girlfriend. So that's another reason why we're going to visit with him tomorrow. So tomorrow we might have a celebratory Saturday episode of this. We'll see. But uh, there you go. If you have any questions, comments, um, you want to sing me a song, I don't know. I'm just giving you options here. <laughs> Alrighty. So um, hopefully you get something out of it. It was enjoyable. Thanks for sticking around. And uh, take care. Bye.